journey begin. Welcome to Life Illuminated, a soul-expanding, heart-opening podcast where I share my heart and personal journey to wellness and connect you with other like-minded, authentic, high-vibrational seekers, healers, and practitioners. To whomever chooses to listen, I hope to activate something small. And whether consciously or unconsciously, you begin to desire to know yourself more deeply and stop pursuing external things or people, but rather pursue your own hearts and inner knowing. From this space, everything aligns. I am so, so glad you're here. Today is a solo episode where I will expand on everything as to why I started this podcast, who I am, and my ideal morning ritual as well as a few other things that are lighting me up right now. I have officially set the sacred space and committed to doing these only on days I'm feeling really good to infuse each episode with universal energy and love so you may benefit from listening. I just spent the evening communing with nature. I've lit some Nag Champa. I'm in comfy clothes, sipping on some cacao, which I'll fill you in on a little bit later. But anyway, I hope you enjoy and let's get into the show. Welcome everyone. I want to start off each episode with two things. The first being a mantra and then talk about something that's really lighting me up this season. So today's mantra is I am the creator of my reality. I like this mantra because it reminds me that I am the powerful co-creator of my life outside of a greater force naturally by way of my thoughts and feelings as well as what I'm surrounding myself with on a daily basis. I usually like to repeat a mantra while doing some EFT tapping during times of high stress, or if I'm noticing a pattern, I'm trying to reprogram, which patterns are actually really difficult to become aware of, but once you do, you can begin to take action to change. Anyway, EFT tapping, or emotional freedom technique, is an alternative treatment for physical pain and emotional distress. You should definitely look it up. It's also referred to as psychological acupressure, and as you repeat a mantra, you tap certain points on the body in a repetitive rhythm, so just a few minutes is actually all you need. But circling back to today's mantra, something that I have been fascinated with for a long time is visualization and manifestation. And as woo as it can sound, we really do hold some keys, some very powerful keys to our future. Not all of them, obviously, but the universe that's manifesting around you is the result of your perceptions and your perspectives on any particular situation. Outside of your experience of the present moment, nothing else is real. (laughs) And feel free to challenge me on that. But the thing that defines my moment right now is entirely my responsibility. And so, at that level, 
I have complete say in my own life experience. All I need is the space to create the experience I desire. And that's the tricky part. As humans, we need space as well as communion to have the opportunity to co-create our lives. Think of something that you've always wanted to do or create or have. It can be difficult to create those things while we are grinding away at life and our time is monopolized by responsibility. You might have a stressful job or two or even three. You're in a partnership that's very demanding or nurturing. You could be married. You might have children. And the responsibility list grows and grows. I'm not talking about 30 minutes of space in the dark hours of the morning, although that can have a powerful impact on your day. I'm talking about a conscious pause for an extended period of time for deep, deep imagining. Or maybe that's just the kind of space that I need. I don't know. I don't know the kind of space that you need. But in order to get clear on your visions, you definitely need space. So I encourage you to take some time to yourself. Maybe do some journaling because you deserve it. And repeat after me, I am the creator of my reality. And so now, um, so what's lighting me up in this season? I think it's important to talk about the things that bring us joy and figuratively light us up. And right now it's this, this podcast. I've been talking about this for months and months. And if you know me at all, I like to sit on ideas for about six months, which is kind of ridiculous, I know. But I'll have an idea on my radar and I haven't fully come to terms with how I feel about it. And then one day out of nowhere, I'll just take the leap and I'll dive right in. And so here we are. So who am I? Well, in case you're interested, I am many things, but mostly I'm a life enthusiast with a passion for living well. And I'm pretty sure I've even said that in job interviews before, so it's kind of embarrassing, but um, I'm just so passionate about life. And aside from that, I am a civil engineering designer, and what that means is I design everything from residential development to commercial real estate development. But somehow, in my last two jobs, I've had two titles, the other being the official wellness coordinator for our Oklahoma City offices. So it's a beautiful collaboration of two passions of mine, design and wellness. I'm also a certified yoga teacher, and I've been teaching the past two years, although I've taken a conscious pause or a sabbatical from that to focus on other creative things like this. I think it's important to be aware enough to know when we need to pause. And on top of all that, this year, let me back up a little bit. I often know when I need to pause because often comes in the form of lack of inspiration. And so that's kind of an indicator for me that I need to take a step back. But on top of all of that, this year I became a certified Reiki practitioner, which Reiki is a Japanese form of alternative medicine called energy healing. And it uses a technique called palm or hands-on healing through which I basically become a channel for a universal energy to move through me to another person to encourage emotional or physical healing and also the use of someone's own energy to heal themselves primarily but I'm also a Pisces so if we're getting into zodiac signs I'm a Pisces sun Capricorn moon cap rising in western astrology 
or Pisces Sun, Sagittarius Moon, and Sag Rising in Vedic astrology, if you know the difference. But I'm very much a Pisces, so dreamy, romantic, creative, which I like to say that Pisces aren't from this world. We're from a completely different world. It's either that or we just live in a different world in our heads. (laughs) We see life through rose-tinted glasses. Um, I'm also a projector human design, which is a non-energy type. And um, I really love human design. If you haven't heard about it, you should definitely look it up. There's so many different little things about it that are so intriguing that kind of give you some insight to your own personality. But um, so yeah, projector human design, which is a non-energy type. But that doesn't mean that we don't have energy. We are just really good at harnessing the energy of others. And around the right people, we have the potential to be some of the most energetically powerful. But unlike modern conditioning that teaches us that we must go after and chase what we want, projectors just have to become really good at their craft and wait for the right invitations. So essentially, I can't invite myself into anything big like a job or buying a house or even a relationship. I have to have a clear invitation into it first to begin to use my gifts, if that, if that makes any sense. But I love figuring out people's zodiac signs and I often like to guess someone's zodiac sign before they tell me. And then also their human design type because it gives me a glimpse or a small snapshot of what that person might be like. It allows me to better tap into somebody else's energy and get to know them a little bit better. And I can usually feel into any situation and get to know someone without much talking at all. But, you know, conversations are always fun. So, so yeah, that's me. That's a few things that are lighting me up right now. A few things I do in a nutshell. So why? Why am I starting this podcast? Well, I unconsciously set out on a spiritual journey a few years ago. And truthfully, I have always loved deep conversations about the universe and life and love and relationships. But the biggest shift that happened was right around my Saturn return which for those of you who aren't familiar with Saturn return, it's an important planetary occurrence that marks a period of intense change in our lives, which takes us out of our childhood and has many lessons to teach us. You can easily find when your Saturn return was by using any online tool really. And I think we have like three Saturn returns throughout our lives. And so my Saturn return is actually in Scorpio, which is a pretty dark place already. But anyway, right around the age of 29 or 30, I think, in conjunction with the birth of my daughter, I was living in Houston at the time. And I can remember this feeling of a lack of inspiration. There it was again. Um, Just like something was really missing in my life. And I think it was that connection to something deeper that I was missing Fast forward a year, having a baby, moving to a new state with my then partner, whom I was slowly growing apart from, my world was getting shaken up and I was beginning to question if this is the partner I chose to do life with. 
I was changing at a really fast rate and new possibilities were opening up to me and it slowly became clear that the person I was with was no longer on the same trajectory minus many, many, many awful details that I'll just, I'll keep to myself. (laughs) But as a projector, I've just learned that I can only lead a horse to water. I can't make anyone drink the water and so everyone's on their own unique learning path so yeah I did what any girl would do when they're going through an emotional crisis I threw myself into yoga (laughs) Um, I signed up for a yoga teacher training when my relationship hit rock bottom and I did some really deep diving and was introduced to meditation on a consistent basis from my mentor and teachers and from there something opened up for me I love this quote from this book I read by Sean Korn, and it goes, Our issues live in our tissues. And I was suffering from chronic tension and headaches and fatigue as a result of the collapse of my relationship, really. And you see, our bodies are these magnificent biocomputers of information. And we've been collecting data all of our lives until we become a series of patterns and programs that we may not have even chosen for ourselves. Just think about that for a moment. So anyway, I spent a year doing the work within so that I could better serve myself and those around me, especially my daughter. And the quote continues, Our inner work must inform our dharma. Only then can we meet those we wish to serve with our full attention, employing all of our senses, so we may see, hear, and feel into their experience and meet them where they are. Dharma is the soul work. And I was basically learning to meet myself exactly where I was. From there spiraled many changes, including divorce, and moving out of my safety nest into a space that I could call my own, for now at least, until I buy a house. But while I wouldn't have actively chosen the path that was laid out for me, the mud and the shit, essentially, became this beautiful rich soil for me to plant new seeds of awakening to my best self. So here I am, sharing my heart and wellness journey with you. And I'm still in it. So most people talk about healing in a past tense relation. Rarely do you, at least me, rarely do I hear people talk about it while they are in it. Like while they're in the thick of it. And usually we kind of go into hiding whenever we are struggling or suffering in any form of way. Um, But this is just one of my tools. This is my medicine for growing out of this transitional phase because I've been in this transitional phase for about seven months now. Um, But now more than ever, I realize the importance of taking good care of yourself and not ignoring your body, mind, or spirit. I don't want to get to the end of the road and like wish I would have taken care of myself better. And I'm thankful to have made so many incredible connections in the local wellness community thus far. And now I'm passing it on to someone who might need to hear it because I see you. Okay, so my ideal morning ritual. So 
So keep in mind, this can look different day to day depending on whether or not I have Quinn with me. But to start, I actually never set an alarm. So unless I have to get up super early for something, uh, my natural rhythm wakes, wakes me up fairly early anyway. So yeah, let's start off with the fact that I just, I don't do alarms anymore. I used to be one of those snoozers, like so overly optimistic about what time I plan to wake up in the morning, but then I would end up snoozing for hours the next morning. And, um, yeah, that'll definitely piss your partner off. <laughs> so I wake up, I drink a glass of water immediately And then I open a door or a window to allow some fresh air in. So it's usually cool in the mornings, so it's okay. But even in the winter, I've been known to do this because I just like to have some natural, cool air moving through my place. It's kind of a way for me to like clear the energy. And then I'll make some adaptogen coffee mix. So (laughs) believe it or not, I've lived in my own place Um, for seven months now and I don't have a coffee machine yes so um, and I'm like the coffee connoisseur right if you know me but again I have that six month rule huh oh and I forgot to mention that every now and again I'll do ceremonial cacao so it's definitely not an ordinary cacao it's just a really high grade high vibrational cacao it's a hundred percent pure organic and it's a heart opener. So cacao was traditionally used by priests and shamans or the spiritual elite in the ancient Mayan and Aztec cultures as a spiritual partner. But it's essentially a um, an ancient plant medicine, heart opener, wisdom keeper, conscious facilitator, and a creative partner. And I had my very first cacao ceremonial experience on the Reiki retreat that I went on a few months ago. It was really great. We sipped on some really strong cacao and we poured our hearts out (laughs) and then we danced for a little while and literally stayed up all night. So I wouldn't recommend drinking it in the evening, definitely in the morning. So anyway, adaptogen coffee. I've been turned on to that Four Sigmatic coffee mix with adaptogen and it's basically like a powdered version of instant coffee. It's meditation in a cup, that's what it says. Um, And all I had to do is pour hot water in with some oat milk and then I mix it with my little mini blender Um, and that's all, that's all I have to do. So why adaptogens? I actually originally thought that adaptogens were a form of mushrooms, but they are actually non-toxic plants that help the body resist stressors like physical, chemical, and biological stress. But speaking of mushrooms, I definitely want to touch on that at some point. I've heard beautiful things about plant medicine, microdosing, but I'll save that for another episode. Anyway, um, I imagine adaptogens as something like antioxidants but they are actually herbs and roots that have been used for centuries in Chinese and Ayurvedic healing traditions so yeah that and then after I've had a couple of sips it depends on what my body and mind want in the moment but it's either two things and that's movement or meditation and ideally it's both so I turn on some light 
quiet music and I just start to move my body in a way that feels good. I might move through a little yoga flow or do some cat cows or sun salutations, anything to get my blood moving. And then I sit down for a quiet 20 minute meditation. Sometimes I just listen to the sound of my breath and then there's other times where I'll use like a guided meditation from one of my favorite people, which happens to be this woman that I found on Instagram who's a channeler and she just has the most incredible heart opening meditation that I've used like over and over again. Um, But I can always use the heart opening meditations because the expansiveness of my heart is infinite. And I personally work best whenever I function from the heart anyway. It's just what I bring to the table and as well as assertiveness. I can be really assertive at times. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to do a full episode on this and the shadow elements of our personalities. But for now, I'll just leave it at that. So after meditation, depending on the day, I'll either fast until lunch or I will just eat fruit, which is actually a new thing I'm doing right now. It's the style of eating called food combining. And while I don't know a ton about it, it's basically just saying only eat fruit, which for me are berries or avocado because they're kind of low in sugar. Um, So yeah, you do this while your body's in its natural elimination phase in the morning. And fruit doesn't cause stress on the digestive system and it provides a lot of fiber. But afternoon, with the food combining, you can limit your group pairings to like each meal. So you can eat a meat with a non-starchy vegetable or you could do a starchy vegetable with non-starchy vegetables. You basically can't do like two kinds of meats together. So no meat and cheese or no meat and egg. And you definitely can't do starchy grains with your meat or fats. Pretty sure how go- that's how it goes, but I could be wrong. So it's very plant-centric. I don't eat a ton of meat. And yeah, most meals consist of plants or plant-based protein. Um, And then I try not to eat a lot of processed foods, but obviously I'm not perfect. (laughs) So after that, if it's the weekend, I try to get outside before it gets too hot during the day. And I love driving out to my favorite hiking or biking trails and just going for a run while I listen to my personal favorite podcast or a song that's really lighting me up in the moment, which, ooh, right now, a song that's really lighting me up. Um, I actually just heard it the other day. It's called Faced by Electric Mantis. And you just have to listen to the whole thing because it gets really weird in the middle, but the end of it's really cool. And the beginning's really cool too. So yeah, there's that. And then, um, but yeah, getting out in nature, I just think it's so important for your microbiome to commune with nature every day. And it's a plus if you can take off your shoes and ground yourself to the earth. So, so good. So yeah, that's my ideal morning ritual. And I'd love to hear some of yours if possible. I think having a ritual and setting an intention for your day can be so life-changing. And I'm all about that life-changing kind of vibe. So what can you expect to hear from future episodes? Um, This is just basically a platform for me to share and talk about things that light a fire in my soul. So things like meditation, um, my own personal kundalini awakening experience from back in 2019, lucid dreams, 
visualization, mantras, movement, affirmations, seeing a chiropractor and my thoughts on that, acupuncture, journaling, massage, and touch therapy, which touch therapy is so, so good. And my curiosity with plant medicine and microdosing, flower essence medicines, ion supplements, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, love, sex, relationship, the universe, everything. (laughs) Nothing is off the table. Uh, But most importantly, I just want to speak the truth and from the heart in the most authentic way possible and encourage everyone to have radical compassion for themselves so we can all show up and be seen in our relationships with each other and also become the best versions of ourselves in the process because when you're healthy chances are you're happy and when you're healthy and happy you literally have all the wealth you really need in life and so yeah thank you so so much for listening and until next time be well Mm -hmm.